Mood.tv Welcome back, everybody. Well, we've got uh, we've got another guest back in the house. We have Milo. Welcome, Milo, again. Hello. Good to have you back, as always. And then we have uh, EJ5000. Here I am. Yeah, Milo is my son of 14 years. Uh, maybe more. Maybe more if he uh, if he does well on this show. <laughs> but I'm always proud to have you on, kiddo, and uh, get get the Zoomer insight onto <laughs> onto the world. That's what we should be doing with our questions. We should be figuring out the Zoomer point of view. Uh, I'll have to remember that next time. I'm not sure if I have it figured out, but it's definitely thrown in my face constantly. So, oh, sure. I mean, for, for better or for worse. Yeah, why wouldn't it be? Um, <laughs> we do not have the Grega man, as you might notice by that gaping silence right there. Did you hear it? Did you hear it that time? That's the Grega man. Well, well, since I was gone last week. I felt like I let you guys down a little bit. And so I'm going to bring us all back up collectively as a podcast, as a nation, as a humanity. I'm going to ask a question this week. <laughs> Woo! Woo! That's my favorite. I love being the guest and the host. Yeah, you guys are all the guests. Okay, so it's a two-parter. Yep. It's actually like an eight-parter. Oh. So the question goes for the 193rd, very first 193rd episode of Let Me Ask You a Question is... There's four seasons that we know in the Northern Hemisphere, right? <laughs> okay. What are some of your favorite memories from each season? Oh, this is so, it's very touching. Very touching. The second part, what are your least favorite memories? Oh, I thought it was going to be something filthy, like, <laughs> and what's the filthiest thing you've done in each of the seasons? And the last one, if you could one of the seasons. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I thought. That's how I thought it would kind of go. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Well, let's start with let's start with a little bit easier. Uh, uh, Milo, do you have a favorite season? Do you do you prefer one over the the other three? Well, it's more of a matter of how much I don't like school, and I don't like it that much. But I also don't like the summer because I don't like the weather. It's too hot for me. I'd have to say winter because you know how they are. But the schools is like oh. One drop of snow is going to come in five minutes. we got to close down everything. So you enjoy winter because the thing that you hate the most is affected by the other thing that you hate the most in a positive way. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Wow, you're a winterman. Yeah, I'm a winterman. Interesting. Now how about you, Tony? Uh, as far, You're just asking me what I enjoy the most, what season I'm into the most. You know, that change... Yeah. That's, okay. That changes a lot with my weight. <laughs> 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 I will say that it fluctuates predominantly with how heavy I am at the time because I am much more of a winterman when I'm heavy <laughs> and I'm much more of a summerman when I'm light. But I guess then you could say that I'm probably more of an autumnal kind of guy because then no matter how fat or little I am, I can enjoy the weather. So you're not a, a Vierno lemon? You're not a, a springerman ever? I like I like the spring. I just feel like the spring, it gets to be summer too fast. Whereas the fall, I feel, does ease in a little bit more. You could have warm days all the way by fall standards. You could have warm days all the way into December. Hmm. Even January sometimes, depending, you know, 
Yeah, I mean. Yeah, global warming. Exactly. So we got global war- warming going on. So it's like <laughs> the worst. Well, when's the last summer that you enjoyed based upon your skinny <laughs> metric? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what is the... Le- okay, sorry. I was confused. Well, I was still thinking about... when you were skinny. I was still just thinking about how much I love that autumn bleeds slowly into December, but now I'm sad because it's because of global warming. Oh, yeah. Well, you know. I got sad about that, but um, I do like how slow that is. <laughs> And that makes sense for why the spring bleeds into the summer so fast, because that global warming is just sitting already, just sitting and heating up the earth. After the summer equinox, too, I feel like it rolls out of summer so fast in the fall. I think they, they kiss each other at that moment. It's like spring rolls into summer, and then you're then you're in summer, but they're like, it's not summer until this official date, even though summer seems to get started a little bit sooner in spring. It's hot. Hmm. But the second the equinox hits, the second the days become shorter, yeah. you feel it. You feel it immediately. You're like, ah, it's not really summer, even though summer goes until practically Labor Day. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. Especially because we've connected it to something like that. I feel like there's, you know, there's like a symbolism that's probably now deep in our brains that when that time changes, it does feel different. Yeah. It's like a magic eye. It's like a magic eye. <laughs> and it's probably built into our animal brains as opposed to the Hallmark brain. You know, it's, that's probably more real than us being like, we picked that date, you know? Yeah, the Hallmark brain that asked this question. <laughs> this is a Hallmark brain kind of question. This is the Thomas Kincaid of questions. That's right. So we now know you guys' favorites. We got Winter for Milo. You're a more autumn. You're an Ottoman. Yeah, Ottoman. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have an Ottoman empire at some point. So we've got an Ottoman, a Winterman. I myself, I know we usually wait till after the break, but being this is a conversational question, I'm a Summerman. Love it hot. Love, I like, as with Milo, I like being out of school. I like the the long days, make me feel more energized. I don't mind the heat. I'd rather be too hot than too cold. Uh, This is a conversation I had with Milo yesterday. I've never cursed at it being hot, but whenever it's cold out, I'm just like, son of a bitch. I'm just like so angry that it's cold. Oh wow! So you really—you uh, don't like the winter. You're not—you're an anti-winterman. A- Andy Winterman. Yeah, but I do enjoy the winter sports. You know, I was a, an avid snowboarder and skier as a child. Yeah, you can stay warm during those things. Yeah, snowball fights are really great. I get the appeal, but you know, everything's dead, and there's these all these holidays that have a lot of pressure, and so I think that always that time of year, which doesn't really have a lot to do with the weather, but that really does a lot for me, where it's like. Better be happy. It's Christmas and New Year's. A lot of lot good things are changing. <laughs> uh, hold on. Let's get back to your uh, your your heat fetish. Mm. Do you not use an air conditioner? How hot do you like it? I don't like it super hot. Like if I'm too hot when I'm trying to fall asleep, not a big fan of that. Yeah, no way. It's the worst. But I would prefer never to use an air conditioner and just use the natural breezes or a fan. Something about air conditioning that just tickles me the wrong way, but I'm never like, oh, good man, there's air conditioning. I'm not one of those people who's like, ugh. So, you know, people are like, I would never have air. Those are the same people that like leave meat out and then serve it to an American boy. Like I'm all about the comfort of the air conditioning, but if I can go without it, I certainly will. And we, we in this apartment now in Arlington, it's really great. We're on the backside of the building. It's, it's apartment building, but we're low and we don't have to use the AC if we keep fans going for the most part. It's pretty sweet. And it gets it's been 95 down here every day still. So we still are in the midst of summer. Well, 
I'm sure you'd love um, my Asian grandparents because uh, they're Koreans and they have something against fans and air conditioning. Like for the longest time, they wouldn't use it even during the summer oh. because they have this crazy belief that if you use like fans or some crap like that, um, you'll like die. It's called fan death. Look it up. It's like an actual thing caused by uh, propaganda. Fan death. Wow. It's like Korean fan death. I should look up. Yeah. Okay. It's the belief that like a fan or air conditioning will kill you without like windows. See, I, I I'm up with the air conditioning thing. Is there like recycling air that is cooled by a chemical called freon? I know you're not talking. This is a new thing, but that's the first time I've heard of actual fan death. Fan fans were always like okay, except for they catch dust. And then dust blows in your face, and so your allergies are worse. So, huh. Who knew? I didn't know that. Who knew? Koreans, apparently. Your heat thing. What were we talking about with the apartment? Well, my heat thing is not a fetish, <laughs> though. It's not like I love it super hot. It's just that I'm more comfortable hot than the others because I'm always wearing a jacket anyway. Like, I wear a jean jacket and or a leather jacket all year round. Kind of a tool that way, maybe. But also, it keeps the sun off even. I could keep my stuff in my pockets. I'm going to sweat. Whether I have a jacket on or not, it covers up the sweat. It covers up the sweat? Yeah, because I sweat through my t-shirt, but I'm not sweating through the jacket, so I don't look <laughs> like a sweaty pig, you know? I mean, you already do. It's just we don't see the sweat. You just don't <laughs> see the sweat. That's the point. I'm covering it up. But you're soaked through on the inside. I mean, if I'm wearing a gray shirt, it looks like I'm just sopping wet. Never wear gray shirts in the summertime either. That's another hint for... You non-sweaters out there, or you sweaters out there like me. So you don't mind being super, super sweaty around people? As long as I have that jacket as a cover, because nobody's going to know. <laughs> and I never wear white t-shirts, because I'm a chubber. You know, like, you can't wear white if you're a chubber. Well, like, <laughs> now that you've told us, we all know. You can't hide it anymore. I can, you, you can, you can, I'm still, it's like the way you wear it. It's okay. It's, it's still hidden. The what, that you're fat? I, that, uh, yeah, I'm a clothes-on kind of guy. I, I can, I can. Yeah, I'm a clothes-on kind of guy. But yeah. also that you're a sweater. Now you've told the public. With all that sweating, I'm surprised you're not thinner. Me too. <laughs> you're wearing around a jacket every day. In the wear a jacket in the middle of the damn summer. You're, Jeans. And you're soaked through on the inside. But how could you sit comfortably in a restaurant? Now I guess you're not inside a restaurant right now. But I mean, even outside a restaurant, how could you sit around? I would be so uncomfortable. It's all I would think about. Well, see, there's this thing, too. Like, once you sweat, right, in your shirt, and your underclothes. Yeah. I'm calling them underclothes for this conversation. Okay. Right? Now, I sit in the shade, right? Okay. I, I, now, I have a layer of shade on top of shade, because the jean jacket and or regular jacket is already shade to the sweat. So, I'm sweating, but I'm not... The sun's not hitting my skin, so I'm not frying. So, I'm wet, but I'm cool, because I have the extra layer on. I feel like that's... an a 19th century perspective. I feel like if you hang out with most people in the desert and or around Middle Eastern cultures. Yes, yes, they, they do protect from the sun. But are they making them are they making them colder? Are they colder underneath all that? Well, the sweat, the wet, the sweat wet, the wet sweat is yeah. not is not getting heated by the sun. It's yes. in the shade. And it's, so that yeah. wet is but, cold on your skin, which is hot. And so it does like a thing that sweat is made to do. Well, again, I'm <laughs> I'm also a jacket person, right? I never take that thing off except for now. But your thing about like the African cultures or like the desert people or the Middle East, how they wear stuff all the time, right? Mm -hmm. That's not a jacket, a leather jacket or no, a jean right, jacket. Yeah. That does not let your skin breathe. They're wearing very loose fabrics. They're very breathable. Yeah, for sure. Not a leather jacket. <laughs> so your idea there is quite flawed, I think. 
All right, so what's your excuse then, Mr. I also wear a jacket? Are you sweating like a pig under there like he is? I just don't sweat as much as he does. I still sweat, but not too much. Nice. Good for you. I mean, I, if I did that, I would be soaked through. <laughs> so that's good. I'm glad that you don't. So you being in the heat, both of you being in the heat makes you wet. That's why I'm getting here. I sweat. Yeah, I definitely sweat in the heat. I get like, I don't stand around in very hot weather very much. Interesting. I'm not. I'm. That's only for mad dogs and Englishmen. And for summermen. <laughs> and summermen. Yeah. Hardcore summermen, because you got to love summer to put, throw a jacket on. Every day. And I don't mind it. You know, it's fine. It's fine. Plus, again, like sunburn on your skin, like sun hitting your direct skin, that's a way worse time than being like a little sweaty. Yeah, but it's not a little sweaty for you. I do sweat a lot. Yeah. That's what I'm hung up on. I just don't know how you're comfortable. That is like, also though, Meredith is similar. She's much more okay to be hot and be a little sweaty than I am. I get so uncomfortable so fast if I feel like I'm sweating. And I get that. I mean, you know, some people, they got to have that AC. I mean, are you, I got to have the AC kind of guy? I, uh, yeah. I, you know, you know, what's the, you know the irony here? The irony is that I run cold almost all the time. But if I get too hot and that happens quickly, then I get so miserable so fast. But I always feel like I'm cold. But at night, always, I mean, I always have to have that AC on. I just can't sleep in a warm, in a room that's a little too warm. I think my threshold for that's really low. But also, as we've heard from the show, you bundled you bundle up like like a yeti, like you're like the bottomless snowman dressing dressing up when you go to sleep, right? Yeah, partic- yeah, particularly I don't do that so much in the summertime. Well, how many layers in the summertime for and for the listeners who are new? So you put the AC, you're cranking the AC. It's not cranked. It's not like I'm I'm not freezing the room, but I mean you have it at 32 it's a, it's degrees. It's in the 70s. It's in the 70s. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyways. Because for all of our all of our adoring listeners, it's you know it's in the seventies. <laughs> it's private, <laughs> but you have it's private information under layers. You got your boxers, you got t shirt, you have your long pants, you have a hooded sweatshirt. Correct? Uh, <laughs> no, not not no. during the summer. Okay. During the summer, it is less during the summer. I'm I'm wearing shorts, and then I've got I still have my my undies on beneath the shorts. Sure, sure. We're gentlemen. And then I usually I usually still have a t-shirt on. I'm never sleeping uh, with just undies on or something. I can't. I just can't do it. I, I, I have slept without a shirt on, but not for myself. I don't like sleeping without a shirt on. But I would rather Donald duck it than not wear a shirt. Like, I've Donald ducked it before I've put on... I can't. I can never Donald duck it because I would always just be worried about what's going to come out of my butt. Oh, not that anything oh. would, but I'm just, I am. We know this about me. Long time Lemayak <laughs> listeners. I just live in paranoia of what could come out of my butt. We also live in paranoia. <laughs> not not that out. it's real. I mean, I even went to a doctor and the doctor told me it's, it's paranoia. You said, see, see a shrink. <laughs> Is there an actual like phobia or a name for this phobia? No, probably not that it's I know. Gotta of. Be. I need to research this. After the break, we'll know about that. I mean, yeah. it's just that I'm swassy. I just don't want to make anything dirty with, you know, like I don't want to swass the bed up. Which is considerate. Yeah. 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 He yucks me out. So I couldn't Donald Duck it. But I, uh, but then again, I also couldn't not wear a shirt. I would like all that skin touching sheets. I just, I can't get into it. Maybe on the first night, maybe the night that they're fresh sheets. 
Ah. Uh, I would I would entertain not wearing a shirt. That makes sense. But after that, it's already been slept in. I don't need to keep rubbing my stuff against it. Yeah. I'd rather put different shirts on against it. Do you, you don't have like a regular sleep shirt though, do you? Uh, it depends. Not not usually. Because that's the same nonsense. Usually I just put a t-shirt on, like a different t-shirt on before I go to bed. Yeah, I, if I do put a different shirt on when I sleep, it will be a different shirt every night. I will not put like, some people have like their PJs. Right. And that is exactly kind of what you're saying, where it's like, if you're going to sleep in your own filth and you're just, you you continuously put on the same clothes, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. I mean, in the winter, I'm definitely guilty of that because I got my same PJ bottoms. Uh, I have four different pairs, so I'm not wearing them for like weeks straight. But I am wearing them days straight. And we're boys. Pants are different, right? I, I mean, people, guys wear the same jeans for what, like three years and straight. It's fine. Oh. What is the longest you've gone without changing them? A pair of jeans? Yeah. I would, a two weeks top tops, but that's not wearing it every day. That's still rotating it with other jeans. Mine would be two weeks tops, but wearing it every day. And that'd be tops. I'd probably like a week and a half because as we discussed, I sweat. And so they get they get like real loose and soft and they they show off my not glorious parts. Does it ever leak through your jeans? The sweat? Yeah. Have you ever discolored jeans with sweat? Not discolored, but we were playing tennis a couple weeks. I just got it. We have a tennis court at our apartment because we are super bougie. In jeans? Not really. But I was like, I'm not gonna switch out of what I regularly wear. I'm gonna wear my jeans. And so I did that for like three or four days in a row. And then one day it was like must have been three pounds heavier from all the sweat in them. They didn't look any different, but they felt different. And I was like, I'm going to wear shorts from now on. No, you should have kept them. You, it's add on, adding on to the workout, right? It's better for you. That's true. Oh. Well, how about you, kiddo? How long have you gone wearing the same pair of pants? I mean, my average is about a week and a half. Yeah, but a week and a half. Yeah. Seems That's reasonable. Like Plus, you're wearing underwear and like how dirty are your knees getting, right? Actually, quite dirty. Are we talking every day? Week and a half? Every day, week and a half? Or like you're swapping it out? Not weekends. Just the weekdays. You got your weekend pants. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about weekend pants. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. And now is the portion of the show where producer EJ5000 tells us about ass stuff. (laughs) Well, we were really interested in what the phobia would be called of being afraid of of anal leakage when you sleep. And it's surprisingly hard in three and a half minutes to find things. But we did find some interesting ones. So one of them we found was, uh, we're going to say... Pujophobia or pugophobia is the fear of buttocks <laughs> and is commonly suffered by young children and is often triggered by painful experiences when excreting huge feces through it, something getting stuck in it. 
or when sitting on the butt. Uh, that's also closely related to sufferers would not sit down and is one cause of <laughs> cathosophobia or the fear of sitting. Oh, man. That would be terrible to fear sitting. And during the break, we, we all three of us have experienced as children massive little dookies. That yeah, really, mega poops. Really tore up our, up our booties. I mean, I did as a 35-year-old man. Well, where, where on the scale of that? What was that scale called? Oh, 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 geez. It's off the chart. The Bristol? Yeah. You can't Bristol. find that on the Bristol. Well, see, the ones that hurt my booties were very, like, solid, like, super solids. <laughs> they weren't the, the super wet ones. They were like, yeah. so, yeah, okay. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. So you were shitting bricks. But a baseball. It was a baseball, baseball size. Right. It was, uh, I think it was literally baseball size, and it came out circular. <laughs> it was like somebody just took a turd, like a big, long turd, and shoved it into a baseball size. So it was much bigger all around. Wow. Like a three printer situation? Yes, exactly. <laughs> that came out of my in- intestines. And uh, then I sweat a lot for about, it was about an hour and a half on the toilet. It was a really long time on the toilet. Anyways, I'm not afraid to sit still. That's good. You should be. Maybe. I mean, it was awful. And then I furthered my research and I was trying to find this very specific thing of being afraid of something coming out of your butt when you sleep. And I found a fear of accidents uh, <laughs> or dystichophobia. But it, it turns out that that is a, a fear of all accidents, not only boom booms. So, <laughs> uh, you know, any, anything that would be an irrational fear of getting into an accident. So I guess that would fall under the accident of sleeping, but it's really about like, uh, you know, being anxious because of actual fears <laughs> irrationally. And then we got into the discussion of having an accident because of an accident. Oh, yes. If you if you were to do a do a poop, would you rather have it be before or after the car crash? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I just before or after would I prefer it? I mean, probably after. After is a lot more people can relate to that. You can explain that. Yeah, exactly. Or during, after, right? A- after slash during, not after after. Then you're not like sitting there like, ah, oh, man, that sucked. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and this is all fine unless it's a fender bender. Is what you're talking about? Yes. 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 Yeah. If you if you release some defecation during a fender bender and then you have to deal with it the entire time that would be the worst case scenario I think for an accident (laughs) 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 because that would be so it would be very embarrassing I wonder if that's ever happened I'm sure it's happened it's had to have happened somebody crapped themselves during a fender bender drunk drivers I mean let's just let's just look at that margin of people right there. Those people are probably shitting themselves more than anybody. Pissing themselves, <laughs> Wait, shitting themselves. Can you, get, can you get so drunk you shit yourself? Yeah, absolutely. I've never done that. I thankfully haven't either, but like, you know, whenever people get too drunk and they piss the bed, well, hey, the the close cousin. <laughs> Legally, I shall not open my mouth for this discussion. Oh, jeez. Yes, that'd be wise. <laughs> Let's segue right into I want... Least favorite season, and then the least favorite memory associated with said season. But keep it light. <laughs> let's let's we not, don't, let's we not don't treasure to, to really dark trauma. Yeah, let's let's try to keep it light. Because uh, so <laughs> unless that thing seasonally did really affect you, because I, I have some of the worst events in my life. I couldn't even tell you what the weather was like that day. So least least favorite season is is hard again because it depends on what I'm carrying around. Well, let's assume like you should. That your current weight is probably where you're going to be hovering around for the rest of your life. 
<laughs> so we can cut out that summer is going to be great next year. <laughs> I, mean, I don't like summer. I am not a summerman. Oh, it's hard because I do enjoy summer more than I used to. I used to really hate it. But I used to generally be like really big all the time. And so summer was just particularly bad. I've managed to whittle off some of the pounds as I've gotten older uh, from where I once was. But now, because of that, that's really hard because I really do love spring and autumn. And actually, I like winter, too. And I like summer. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, that's a lot of seasons you like. Oh, isn't that adorable? That's adorable. You just like every season. I like all the seasons. They all got their perks. Well, and I didn't say which one do you hate. I said, which is your least favorite? I mean, the dead of winter. Or if I could be really specific, my least favorite <clears throat> time is March. Wow. Going into April. By far, because you're ready for winter to be done. While winter's there, you could cut, you could tell yourself, it is winter. It's January, it's February. Who am I to question the cold? <clears throat> but March and April roll around, and then it just feels like you're being betrayed a little bit. You feel like you're being gypped of spring. Spring should have arrived, but it didn't quite get there yet. Even though it's not that much time, it just seems like an unending winter. So you want it to be done. So I really hate March. Hmm. <laughs> Yeah, as you hear March, you think May, because they're both M's. You think it's supposed to be warm, but really you're just marching through winter trying to get to April, right? Yeah, and it's like disgusting winter. It's like it's like rain, s snow, slush winter time. Hmm. Yeah, there does spring doesn't exist. I've never encountered a spring, except for like sometimes you have an April or May, like the couple weeks, maybe two or three weeks span from April to May, where it's just raining, and it's not quite summer heat but it's not quite winter cold and that's it hmm. that's usually whenever plants are out then by summer they're all dead yeah may june i really love may june that's really great but anyways march sucks so you you both hate post winter pre-spring is that both the one that's your least favorites no i hate regular spring you hate spring well he's a winter man or that's your least favorite <laughs> that's, be so no, that's not my least favorite what's your least favorite summer you do hate summer yeah because you don't get the perks of being out of school for a reason, and it's too hot. And it's not humid hot, which I like. It's dry heat. Oh. Okay, I mean, I mean that depends on your locale, I think. Yeah, but... but where I am, and that's what I associate with it. And my least favorite memory, anytime it's dry heat. <laughs> You're not a fan of dry heat? No, I hate it. You like a wet heat? Yes. Really? I don't think I've ever met anybody that likes humidity. Yes, you have. I'm here. Well, actually, actually... Well, before you, but I think, but I think Meredith is kind of into that too. It's funny because uh, it's against the rule. There is a saying: "It's not the heat; it's the humidity." It's made to complain about exactly what you, Milo, and Meredith like. So that's that's interesting. Yeah, and I don't even know if Meredith loves it. I don't think she she's out there hugging it, but I think she tolerates it. But you actually like it. You would go out there. You like that that embrace. Of just thick air. You can hug the heat and it can hug you back. Yeah, that's how it feels sometimes. But summer is still your least favorite. Oh, yeah, I hate it. <laughs> okay, yeah. so we got March in Anthony's case. Yeah, March. Summer. If I had to pick, I would, because I like how you picked a specific month, Anthony. I'm, I'm going to say the feeling that you get somewhere between November and December, where like you know everything's just about dead and you know you're wandering into the happy, happy holidays. That's kind of like my least favorite time. Why is that your least favorite time? Because the holidays roll in and they're usually better than I assume they're going to be. And then like post-October, you know, post 
Halloween, like there's nothing. So it's like, like, because sometimes all the leaves haven't changed. If you travel a lot, sometimes fall hasn't completely fell still into October. Sometimes it snows in October. But like, you know, it's kind of ambiguous. But November and December, everything's dead and dying. Then it's there's nothing to look forward to except for the two most amped up holidays of the year where they're supposed to be the best. And then your dad's birthday is on the winter solstice and the di- the days start getting lighter again. So now we're on the other side of it and we can like just creep towards summertime. So I forgot you're a summerman. You I'm like a summer. summer. I can't wait to get to summer. But hold on now. You, you do not look forward to the holidays. Usually assume they're going to be terrible. There's just a lot of pressure. Like it's the most wonderful time yeah, 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 of the yeah. year. Right. So that means like if it's not, then ugh. So no, okay. All right. Okay. This is what I'm in. That's why I'm interested in that. That's, so, that, but that's what I've, what I've, me. I mean, since I've had Milo, since I've had a kid, of course, it's gotten a lot better. And since I've like learned to just chill out a little bit and not make a big deal out of it personally. Yeah. Uh, and like something that's actually helped a lot with that is like, as I've gotten older, um, I have a big family on both sides of my, my mom and dad's side of the family, but I like to always, we always, we would go back and forth in years, like buy everybody gifts only buy one gift, you know, and I would always try to buy for people my age or younger, just as a rule, because it makes me feel good. And so since I've been old enough to be able to do that, and since we switched back to the only buying stuff for one person, it's been a lot less pressure. Yeah. Because then you just show up, whatever, it's a gift, and everybody's kind of in the same boat. We're like, yeah, it's fine, happy, and like, you got to remember that everybody showing up has the other side of their family, so that's always good. So this isn't their this isn't their only party of the night or like party of the season. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm here, but I'd rather be somewhere else, or I'd rather be here, but I'm going somewhere else too. So once I realize like the the pressure is really the hallmark, you know, it's it's, it's the hallmarks and the holiday songs. It's not really from family. Then it's been better. Yeah, I mean, but the the songs are too. It's just like once you once you realize. Because uh, I agree. I think once you realize that there is no actual pressure, really, or there's only as much as you want it to be, then for me, from I just like to, I love cliches. I just love them. Sure. Cliches just crack me up and I love them. And they're so, they're so inviting cliches for you to be part of this big stupid thing we're all part of. Yeah. Or tradition in general. Like tradition's really fun if you embrace it. Like I know it's really cool to go against tradition nowadays. Like, oh, how come we do these things? Like even table settings and stuff. But tradition is fun if you let it be fun. So I'm with you. Like if you embrace that part of it where we're just doing the silly thing, like an ugly sweater contest or the white elephant. Yeah, you know, silly like, stuff like that. Exactly. Exactly. Well, what about white elephant is tradition? That's just how you lose your friends and family. What? Nothing about that. I don't understand who thought that was a good idea, like, the first time it happened. The entire point of it is to make other people mad. That's part of it. Yeah, it is part of it, for sure. Yeah, it is kind of, you gotta win. I mean, but to a, if you take that line of reasoning and extend it, though, I feel like games generally are like that. There's, there, you know, people lose games. You leave the game with something, or you leave the game feeling like you lost something. <laughs> and you have a person who you can point a finger at, and they have the thing... They can be like, oh, you have that thing, right? That you stole from me? Yeah, okay. No, I don't have firearms in my car. (laughs) No, why would you ask that? But but if you do do the white elephant, then it takes the pressure off because the the ultimate giving is a game and then you just have fun with it. You know, like you can give whatever you want. And I have fun because I think we did, we don't, one side of my family, we typically didn't do that, but we did that last year. And I bought a gift 
for the white elephant that I was super proud of that I would think that people would battle over. And then that was fun for me. And then I was like, I'm going to get whatever I'm going to get. And, you know, people within a family as large as, as mine, as ours, have different tastes of what they think is the cool thing. Yeah. So like people were going after the lottery tickets. Meanwhile, like I wanted the little mini fridge that looked like a jukebox, you know? So it's like everybody's ultimate gift. It's fun. Did you bring a shake weight? There was no shake weights, unfortunately. You uh, didn't bring a shake weight. No, I, I, I think I got, I went with like a summertime theme. So I got these really cool uh, octagonal metal framed party lights and then uh, matching shot glasses. Or uh, That sounds like some prime white elephant stuff. Went straight to TJ Maxx with that shit. I love the white elephant, but I feel like anytime, that's just any game though. I also just love games and, and I like, you know... If you lose a game, you lose a little bit of your dignity, but it's okay. <laughs> it's worth it for the fun of the game. <laughs> of all the people talking about dignity, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very dignified. And you, you got to be able to laugh at yourself, hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully. Oh, you got to. You got to. If I couldn't laugh at myself, what would I do? I mean, would I be angry? I mean, yeah, I'm a real funny guy. I make great jokes. I'm the funniest. Of course <laughs> I'm going to laugh at myself. <laughs> And so verbose. I wish that was my feeling. I've got so many other things to, to laugh about. Well, to keep our episode kind of short, I'm going to say we're going to do quick round questions. What do you guys think? Or you can pick. Okay. First thing that comes to your head, worst or best memory from your favorite or least favorite season? Oh, I've had so many good memories and bad memories. Ugh. I don't know. I feel like the memories stick out more than the season does sometimes. Yeah, I don't remember any seasons that anything came from. So no memory associated with the season. You don't remember pulling a Charlie Brown. Like nothing because, okay, so I don't have a lot either because this is a weird question, but I can remember one seasonal memory from wintertime that wasn't quite good or bad, but more of I could laugh at myself, but my first actual job was working for a uh, ski slash snowboarding mountain called Shawnee, Shawnee Mountain. I worked for parking and security and rough job. I just had to like stand outside for like eight to 10 hours a day and point so that people would know where to park. And then there's other duties, of course, but I would uh, often take a hot chocolate that they would give us for free and pour it on my boots to keep my feet from freezing because it was so freaking cold. But one day I was standing outside, you know, directing traffic in a school bus. You know, I was pointing the school bus. It was coming down the ramp and I pointed to where it should go. And just because of the nature of school buses, they're big, long beasts. And it turned in a way that the back end of it whacked me. Ooh. (laughs) 10 to 15 feet off my feet. <laughs> really? <laughs> really. Is that why you are the way you are? I, th- I mean... Wait, how old were you whenever this happened? 14 years old is whenever you're legally allowed to work in Pennsylvania. I started working right away. And, so you probably uh, deserved it. Uh, yeah. I mean, I still would deserve such a such treatment. So I was pointing. I got whacked. School bus didn't know because how could you see? Because those <laughs> things are so long. Got back up. I wasn't hurt. I was definitely like, whoa, and I uh, got back up and kept on pointing and doing my thing. You weren't hurt, but you were different. I was different. <laughs> I was like, I don't like winter no more. <laughs> Is that considered an injury? If I would have been hurt, it would have been, but I wasn't, you know? No, but if you were different. <laughs> I think if you have a brain injury, then you are different most of the time. 
Yeah, it is. It is an injury. Okay. They call it an injury. Okay, so you did suffer an injury then. I think I was fine that day. I, there was a lot of other stuff happening that but day. But you weren't fine every day afterwards. <laughs> no, uh, another interesting thing, though, I, th- I might have mentioned it on the show, just to keep telling stories from that same time. I was still working the same job, but I was on the other side where the ski lodge actually was, and I was cleaning up. I had to, like, pick up in the yard where, like, you would walk to go get your boots or whatever, like, outside. Yep. And uh, I was near where Lost and Found was, and some guy comes in. He's complete skier douchebag that you'd see out of any 1980s movie, and he's like, I locked my keys in my car. I need them out by the time I want to leave. <laughs> it's a Mercedes van I parked in the second row. And we're like, uh, we don't do that. And he's like, I demand it. <laughs> this guy. Oh, oh man. Yeah. So my boss was like, all right, go ahead. So we got, it's a tool. It's called a Slim Jim. It looks like it's just a piece of metal that's flat. You can also do it with a coat hanger back in the day. Now it's a little bit harder with cars. So I was the one and I walked across the bridge, went over to the Mercedes van and I'm like doing the thing. I break in, I sit in the passenger seat, the alarm's going off, but like, you know, it was supposed to go off. I was told I could break into this car. I'm looking all around the console, there's change. And I'm like, I do not see the keys anywhere in this damn van. I do not understand where they're at. And so I looked to my left and literally two cars over was the same exact car. <laughs> oh, oh man, you, you broke into a car. And I was like, oh, uh. So, yeah, I locked the doors, closed it up, went over to two cars over, broke into that one, got the keys out and uh, returned them to where they should. The guy got his keys and we didn't talk anything about how I broke into the wrong car first. Uh, Oh, man. (laughs) Wait, so someone out there in the world could have had their car broken into by you without knowing. Somebody did have their car broken into without me knowing in a gray Mercedes minivan back in 1990 something. So potentially someone listening to this, hypothetically, they could learn their car was broken into because of you. Statue limitations, I'm pretty confident, are well past. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, but hold on. With with car alarms, first of all, their car alarm didn't work very well, did it? (laughs) I mean, it went off. It was making noise. It didn't, like, call the cops or anything. And who was going to call? Security? That was me. But I guess that's my question. Is our alarms always... Like beckoning for police, is there? Are they sending radio waves out to police stations to come get them, or is it just the car alarm? Is the deterrent just the alarm? There are specific companies back in the day, like LoJack and others, that if a car is being stolen, it will contact authorities. But most of the time, it's just a noise. And have you ever heard a car alarm and be like, "I'm gonna go check on that"? You're gonna be like. That yeah. turn that fucking thing yeah, off. Exactly. You're yeah. gonna just complain about the car alarm going off. Oh yeah. So it's more of a deterrent for the person if it's like too loud for them to be like, oh, I should get out of here. <laughs> oh yeah. You're just like some asshole forgot his keys or his kids playing in the damn car. You're never like, oh, I'm worried about that guy's car. Yeah, exactly. They're total like they seem totally useless if they're not tethered to actually sending some kind of satellite signal out to a police station. If I had a car in New York and I was doing street parking and I heard an alarm go off at night, I would not go out there and check it. No, you'd be you'd throw a brick at it or something. You'd be you'd be angry at it. Yeah, <laughs> unless I was intimately familiar in how my particular alarm sounded, but they all sound pretty similar to me. Sure. I feel like a lot of them. Sure. Yeah. If I could have it say like, "This is Anthony's car." <laughs> Then I'd be more interested in checking out that alarm. But that's so funny. They're usually, I never thought about that. I like what you're saying. Like, you are breaking into Anthony's car. Knock it off, please. That also gives your address. I think that would be super <laughs> clear. Yeah, Anthony, who lives at 
Yeah, that would be that would be ideal. And your phone number, maybe your social security. For sure. Well, boys, I think we're going to end it there. I'd love to have heard what your worst statement is, your forced memory is, but we are over time. Oh, yeah, we're way over time. So thank you for listening, audience, to our very special episode. We've had a couple special episodes in a row, I think about 200 now. Um, but the last couple have been pretty unique, different lineups and uh, different hosts, as you've heard. If you're interested in listening to past, present, or future episodes, head over to moot.tv. Click on Let Me Ask You a Question. You can hear any of our episodes there. You can also donate to the show by clicking on the red Donate button on any of our episodes. While you're over at moot.tv, click on the store and or shop link. Buy some swag. We got some cool stuff. Margarita Bird. Anthony wanted underwear. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> Still working on that. Um, also listen to our other shows there. We have White Wasabi, which is an anime podcast, which has been in a hiatus, but it's still wonderful for back episodes. Kyle Mocha Won't Shut Up, season 17 coming up soon. Also, Derek D. Dozen uh, coming out pretty regularly as well. How about you guys? What you got? Yeah, we got other stuff. We got the phone number, which is 929-352-6173. Or uh, hit us up at Insta or Twitter, at Pod, And you should... Feel free to send us messages uh, and and particularly send us questions to ask. We've had some really great write-ins, and we would love to keep fielding those questions. So please email us or call us uh, and leave us a message with something you've been thinking about because we would love to respond to that and think about what you're thinking about. And then we can think about what we're thinking about together, and that would be nice. Yeah. If you call in, it gets right on the air. We put it right in there right before or after the break. We listen to it, and everybody's happy, and we get to answer that question. And that number is... 929-352-6173. That's right. <laughs> uh, all right, everybody. It's been it's been lots of fun, and uh, we'll miss you. Until next time, this is Let Me Ask You a Question. TV. It looks like I'm just sopping wet.